B98.5's Tide and Direct Show podcast. Helping you catch up on what you missed. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. Good morning, I'm Tad. Hello, Drex. Blessings. Hello, Kara. Good morning. What's going on? Can you uh, give the Rona droplets to a dog and then the dog gives the Rona to you? Sounds like a great question for Dr. Del Rio at yeah. 7. I now need to know the answer to that. <laughs> right. Why? Uh, I was out uh, putting out some mulch yesterday. We, when is the mulch project going to be over? How, well, it's how, never it, over. Uh, uh, so mulch is never over. The mulch that was a couple weeks ago was just for the trees in the front of the house. So I have seven tree beds in the front of my house, and that was 60 bags. 60 mm-hmm. bags of mulch at how much a bag? Um, it, was, it was like two and a quarter, and it was a okay. company out of uh, Sugar Hill, so I didn't mind paying it because it was dirty, you know, during the during the pandy. Mm-hmm. You're paying right. a local company. That means okay. local workers are making their money, so that Good. I didn't mind paying that. Uh, but I had to do the mulch around the house yesterday, you know, the uh, the perimeter of the house, and that I had to get a truckload. Oh, And gosh. we're talking like a semi-truck pulls in. To, and to they the just driveway. like dump it. That you have to put it in the wheelbarrow yeah. and take it wherever. And I had a pitchfork that was like a foot and a half long. It was glorious. So I'm putting it in the backyard, and the neighbor's dog Charlie goes through the electric fence because Charlie doesn't give a crap. Right, he's like a honey badger. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. And so he comes over there, and Charlie's a sweet boy. So I'm down there, and I'm playing with him, scratching his ears, and the. The, the wife of the house next door is like, okay, Charlie, come on. Hey, good to see you. They've really been sheltering in place. Right. They've been, we haven't really seen them at all. Right. At all. Right. At all. Okay. So um, Charlie comes uh, comes inside and I get done doing the mulch and so I'm disgusting. I go upstairs to take a shower and our, my uh, bathroom window faces their laundry room. Charlie getting a bath. is getting a bath. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm thinking, Watch like, you where your fingers go. I saw they almost went to your mouth. Yeah, and then yeah. disgusting. Yeah. Um, so I'm thinking, like, was it just time for Charlie's bath? No. You don't think so? No. Nope. Okay. Mm-mm. I'm your friends that live in the house next door oh, that yep. have really been sheltering <laughs> in place. And I would be, it, 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 I understand, like, psychologically what that, how it must feel to you. Like, even when. You're walking down the street and somebody stops dead in their tracks and looks at you like you're, is it called a piranha? Looks at you like you a are pariah. the disease, a pariah, <laughs> pariah carry. That's, that's <laughs> happened where, where people stop and they'll go to the other side of the road. I, I mean, that's been kind of the norm, you know, especially if you're at Home Depot or at the grocery store, people will stop and back up an aisle and, you know, that right. what is what it is. But I was just curious, like the, the dog, I didn't sneeze on the dog. No, but I mean, no, but I was, you touched it. I went out to the park to walk our dog a couple of days ago. This nice lady came over and she was talking to me and I was like, all right, well, we got to keep our six feet, you know, so I established boundaries. Yeah. And then we have that one of those telescoping um, dog walker leash kind of deals. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, that thing, poor, poor Louie. You were talking about yesterday about the breakaway collar. Yeah. Poor Louie's like hanging on by his neck because oh, I'm not going to let him go close enough because he's a cute dog. Yeah. People are going to want to pet him, but uh, the rules are different but now. If you ever notice, too, there are a lot of people, and we have some people that work here, too, that uh, they were just close talkers to begin with. Right. And so if their normal bubble was a foot, now it's only like three feet. Yeah. And it needs yeah, to be yeah. six feet. <laughs> Can we, do we need to get adult telescoping leashes? 
Like, what you're back? asking is, yeah, Little do we need fences? Yeah, <laughs> our own personal electric fence. Do we need to give uh, Mark Aram a bath? <laughs> 98.5, 80s, 90s, and now you guys looked at me weird when I said that of all the people on our show, uh, I'm the least likely to be the social distancing police because normal circumstances, I'd be the first person yeah. mm-hmm. to. Go up to a group of teenagers and be like, hey, uh, what's the arrangement here? What are you guys doing? Why are you all so close to one another? You should remember there's a six feet uh, rule here. Yeah, when you said that, I almost wanted to be like Maury and pull out the envelope and be like, it was determined that 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 was was a lie. lie. You are the father. (laughs) So here's 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 why. Number one. Um, in a in a pandy like we're in right now, <laughs> I'm not going to put myself at risk long enough to go over to people right. and police that kind of thing. And also, more importantly, because a female version of me already exists. Mm. You want to hear what this? <laughs> this is a little glimpse. Okay. Okay. She does it all wrong, and I'll take you through what she does wrong. This is a teacher in New Jersey who noticed that there were some uh, young misfits on the playground that was supposed to be closed. They're playing hoops, and she was walking her dog, and she was having none of it. Am I screaming loud enough that you can hear me over your music? Okay, now let me stop right there, because (laughs) what she's doing right there in the uh, Citizens Auxiliary Police Community is known as breadbasketing, okay? So you got to stick to your main complaint, otherwise you sound like a lunatic, right? So the one loaf of bread is the social distancing issue. And every point that she makes, she's peppering them with a slice of bread. But when she brings up the music there, she tries to lace that in. It's like she's grabbing slices from another loaf. It's a different this is a waffle house. Yeah, okay. Okay, so let's go on. Okay. Now, to that point, she doesn't... Then she sees that somebody's recording. Mm-hmm. And she sounds like she's a little bit... She's having a hard day. She's yeah. under a lot of stress. Wait, does she She notices that someone's recording? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, here comes another loaf of bread. Right? <laughs> oh, boy. Go ahead, keep recording. Who are you going to show it to? Post me on social media. You're the idiot doing the wrong thing. I'm just trying to save your ass and save your life. Okay, so... At this point, like, she's already, like, obviously, I'm a DJ in Atlanta playing this audio. So her her idea that where is this going to go, who right. you're going to show it to is out the door. Yeah. She walks away right now, and she's kind of okay. Because right. people would see her side of the story. But here it comes. But die, okay? I hope both of you get the coronavirus. <gasps> I hope you both die along painful death. Cool. Ooh. And then that kid at the end, I got to say, cool. Man. Just. I uh, watched you guys see these master classes. You ever heard of that online? Yeah. Kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Where, I mean, it's like you can learn to do anything, anything. from the top. Like Steve Martin teaches comedy. Mm-hmm. Or you know? comedy and ukulele at yeah, the Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been yeah. watching the, uh, he was the lead FBI negotiator for like 30 years. Yes. I've been watching that master class and learning from it on how to get people to do what you want and negotiate with them. Oh, like gosh, she did dude. it all wrong. She yeah. did it all yeah. wrong. Um, is her, I have a question. Do we know her name? We do. Why? Why do you want to know her name? Wow. Because it's probably Karen. Yeah. 
Nicole, oh, which is a close it's second, really. Yeah, I mean, it's, her si- <laughs> it's her sister, yeah. I'm on board with that. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now, thanks for listening. I'm Tad. Hello, Drex. Good morning. And Kara. Good morning. How many times do I say, listen to us with Alexa? Mm-hmm. You can listen at home. It's easy. You can play Are You Smarter Than Kara on Alexa. Right. Yeah. Just all I say is, enable our skill and say, Alexa, play B98.5. It's so easy. And I've been saying that, and I feel like such a fraud. Why? Because it turns out there's nothing easy about it. Well, not for a five-year-old, anyway. Aww. My son Sam just discovered Alexa, and I was sitting there watching him like, I don't know about this Alexa thing. Listen to this. Alexa, do In the Dark of the Night from Anastasia. Oh. Here's something I found on Wikipedia. In the Dark of the Night is a song written by lyricist Lynn Ahrens and composer Stephen Flaherty for the 1997 Fox <laughs> Animation Studios film Anastasia. Okay, he's wanting her to play, to play the, the song. song. Yeah. Okay. So, so, so Alexa got it. She understood what she what like what he what the content that he wanted, but uh, the action word was wrong. He right. said Maybe. do, right. and uh-huh. she obviously wanted him to say play. And then he's also got like there's a button on this. Uh, it's on the Sono speaker. Okay, and, like that you can shut off the microphone, but he doesn't get that, so he keeps on thinking he has to press that. Play <laughs> the dark of the night, okay? <laughs> Now say Alexa. No, you don't have to press that every time. She's on. She can hear you. Alexa, play in the dark of the night from Anastasia. In the dark of the night by Erotic from Spotify. Sorry, that device is offline. Alexa, play in the dark of the night from Anastasia. Oh, we got it. Come on. Hmm, I'm not sure. Oh, Alexa. gosh. Um, play. Lego Batman song. So he's given up on <laughs> the Anastasia. Playing the Lego Batman movie, original motion picture soundtrack by various artists from Spotify. Good. Sorry, that device is offline. Well, because the knucklehead dad didn't set up Apple Music on this thing. I was going to say, hold on, this is daddy's fault now. This is daddy's fault. Oh, Sam has initiated contact with Alexa properly, but dad's screwing the pooch here. Oh, daddy decided to cancel Spotify and have Apple Music now and not uh, link the two accounts. I don't know what's going on. So I had to go into the app now, and I'm thinking, all I can think of is, just enable our scale. It's so easy. <laughs> Say Alexa, play well, B98.5. You, hold on. You said that there's a five-year-old is having a problem. It sounds like, <laughs> like the 45-year-old's <laughs> having the problem. All right, let's see. Here we go. There's a little more here. Alexa, play um, Lego Batman song. Playing the Lego Batman movie, original motion picture soundtrack by various artists from Apple Music. <laughs> There we go. We're off because every yes. story finally has a happy ending or a little yeah, bit of relief. Right. Answer more questions than Kara. Grab a quick hundred bucks. But she won't make it easy. It's Are You Smarter Than Kara on B98.5. Good morning, Shannon in Smyrna. Morning, sunshine. Could you kick Kara out of the studio for us? Bye, Kara. Bye, Shannon. Good luck. We're going to ask you five pop culture trivia questions. If you answer more right than Kara, she'll pay you $100 of her money. 
If she answers more right than you, she wins. All ties go to the house. Are you ready? Let's get ready to rumble. Question one. The agency that pats you down at the airport said Sunday was the first time they've seen an uptick in passengers in a month. What's that agency? CSA. Number two, you can bid on an opportunity to have lunch with all three Kardashian sisters, and the proceeds will go to COVID relief. Name the three Kardashian sisters. Kim, Chloe, Courtney. Number three. Mariah Carey fans united and got her E equals MC squared album back on the charts. What physicist originally derived that equation? Um, Einstein. Number four, police have arrested the guy who shot up the home of Duck Dynasty star Willie Robertson. What network did that show air on? Duck Dynasty. TMT? Did you say TMC, TNT, what'd you say? CMT? CMT? No, yeah, CMT. Country Music Television. Okay. Number five, Atlanta rapper 2 Chains will not be opening his tapas restaurant anytime soon, but will continue to feed the homeless. Tapas cuisine started in what country? Bring Kara in. How did Shannon do? Wow, Shannon and Smyrny did fantastic this morning. You got four right. Well Excellent. done. And the last two are very hard, so well done. Four is a number, Kara. Same okay. questions, Kara. Number one, the agency that pats you down at the airport said Sunday was the first time they've seen an uptick in passengers in a month. What's that agency? The TSA. That's what Shannon said. One to one. Number two, you can bid on an opportunity to have lunch with all three Kardashian sisters. And the proceeds will go to COVID relief. Name the three sisters. Kimberly, Courtney, and Chloe. That's what Shannon said. Two to two. Could you just pay the money and not go to the lunch? (laughs) Pay them to go away. (laughs) Number three, Mariah Carey fans united and got her E equals MC squared album back on the charts. What physicist originally derived that equation? Albert Einstein? That's a good guess because it's right. That's what Shannon said. Three to three. (laughs) Number four, police have arrested the guy who shot up the home of Duck Dynasty star Willie Robertson. What network does that show air on? Uh, A&E. Arts and Entertainment is the right answer. Shannon said CMT. Uh, Carrie, you're up four to three. Shannon said every combinations of letters (laughs) and numbers. All right. Number five. Atlanta rapper 2 Chains will not be opening his tapas restaurant anytime soon, but will continue to feed the homeless. Tapas cuisine started in what country? Spain? España is the correct answer. And that's what Shannon said, but it doesn't matter. Great game today. Final score of five. To four, Shannon and Smyrna. Are you smarter than Kara? Not today, but I'm coming for it. Yes. <laughs> You're off to a good start. 758 wins, Kara, and just 25 losses. Ooh-oh. Sorry, Shannon. I'll see you in a month. Have a great day, friend. <laughs> Bye. B98.5, 80s, 90s, and now. Good morning. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Tad. We have Drex. Good morning. We have Kara. Good morning. And we have on the phone with us Dr. Del Rio, who is a professor at Emory University, our coronavirus expert, the Fauci of Georgia. <laughs> Dr. Del Rio, how are you? Doing quite well. Tired yet? <laughs> well, early in the morning. I just yeah. saw your uh, your face on uh, Channel Two, and you're wearing this nice custom suit. It fits you like a glove. So I'm curious what you're <laughs> what you're wearing right now. Uh, still, still my workout clothes. 
Oh. He's wearing the suit. He <laughs> sleeps in the suit. Lululemon, but it's the male. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> Creepy dress. Drex, please. Uh, I just wanted to ask you right off the uh, out of the gate, Drex, you posted this at uh, this World Health Organization. There's been some confusion about whether or not you can get coronavirus after you've had it, right? Is that? Yeah, so they said they're going to do the antibody testing, and that's to show if you had already had it. Maybe some people think they had it in January or February, uh, and then potentially you're immune to it, but the World Health Organization says, whoa, 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 maybe you're not. Can you clear that up? Well, you know, I, I mean, I think that, that the problem is there are many tests out there. I mean, I think we, people will become immune. The question is, what tests are you using to measure the, the presence of immunity? And I think that's the issue. The issue is not that whether you're going to become immune or not. The issue is what, what tests are you using to determine immunity? And that may be the problem because you may be using the wrong test, right? And that's, I think, what the World Health Organization is saying. Be careful of people offering tests out there that may not be the test you need. So I guess it kind of along those lines, then, you, you talk about if you're already getting it, you have immunity. And I think that's what Sweden was trying to do. They're trying to do this herd immunity. They didn't really they, – they, they enacted some social distancing laws, but they didn't shut anything down. And they're saying that they had some success. Was that a smart strategy? You know, some places are trying that strategy. I don't know if it's a smart strategy. We'll know later. But even, you know, even if we have the idea that we're going to have herd immunity, at least on this first round, I think it's going to be really hard for this virus. I mean, roughly, I would tell you, in the U.S., you know, there are about, what, 325 million people? Mm-hmm. To get herd immunity, you need to have about 220 million people infected. So we think in the U.S. right now we just passed a million. Let's assume that there are 10 times the number of people infected than what we're measuring. So there's 10 million people infected in the U.S. 10 million is still way, way far from 220 million, right? So uh, I think the idea of herd immunity will require so many people to get infected. And my concern is, while you're trying to get so many people, while so many people are getting infected, there's going to be many people that are going to die. Mm-hmm. So just to and I, clarify, herd immunity for anybody that doesn't like understand the whole idea is is that this number, a great number of people, would have to have already gone through had coronavirus, and now they've got the antibodies in their system. How, like, what was the amount of time, for example? Because my wife was talking about that. She was like, "Well, you know, the herd immunity, like, you know, in in the vaccines and all this <laughs> stuff." And she was, and I was like, Jessica. This would be like if we were at the beginning of polio. Like, we have herd immunity now for polio for the most part. You see a case pop up here and there mm-hmm. in some countries. How long does it take? Well, but I think you put a good example in polio. Initially, in a lot of diseases, herd immunity is a combination of, of passive immunization, i.e. people that get the disease, like we're talking with this disease, and active immunization, the use of, of vaccines. In polio, we may actually be you know, as people drop their vaccination rates, we may actually be losing herd immunity simply because we simply not, since there's no longer natural infection, we may be losing herd immunity. So I think one of the concerns that I have is people forget that herd immunity is something that you can easily lose. So I think it's a little different because it's a new disease. Nobody, we don't have a vaccine and nobody's immune to it. I think that will change as more people get infected. And it will definitely change when you get a vaccine. And that's why you don't need a vaccine with 100% efficacy, right? Right. Because if you, if you have a vaccine with 40% efficacy, that may be sufficient to get you where you need to be.
I wanted to ask about just the kind of like where we're at right now. When this whole thing started, I don't know about you guys, but for me, I was like, oh, my gosh, everybody that I come into contact with is a potential carrier of this horrible Mm -hmm. disease that is, you know, so bad. And so I was really sheltering in place. And now I see people kind of relaxing that a little bit. Do you think like, I don't know, say a month and a half ago when this kind of started ramping up whenever that was, do you think we're in a better position now? Do you think the chances are of getting coronavirus are higher or lower than they were back then? Should we be more afraid, more sheltering in place now than we were back then? That's a, that's a good question. I think that we're in a better position than where we were before. And I think we're in a better position because of the sheltering in place. What do we what do we need to do? And what we need to do is we need to finish the job we started. Because the reality is if we don't finish the job we started, we may be back to where we were in the beginning. And and that's a place I don't want to be at. And uh, I really want to be, I want to be out of this. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to say, this is something from, from a monster from the past, and we no longer need to worry about it. So don't but, get, so don't go out and get a Dr. Fauci tattoo today. Right. <laughs> no, 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 no. I, I think, no. I think I, maybe maybe later, you know, maybe in a couple of weeks. What I think Dr. Del Rio is saying is is that you wouldn't take a 28-3 to 3 lead going into the third quarter and then stop playing. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's exactly right. You know, I, I'm not telling, I'm not telling, I'm exactly telling people, we are in the seventh inning of this thing. You know, don't change your strategy. It's working. You know, if Bobby Cox was here, do you think he would say, oh, you know, it's time to put, you know, to to put the, the, the second teams and we're already ahead? No, I don't think so. You want to finish the game. And, 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 and that's what's really important. You don't want to give up at the seventh inning because you're going to lose the game if you, don't, if you do that. So that's the challenge, right? Yeah, Dr. Del Rio, as you're saying that, I'm looking at, looking up at the screen, and the headline is "Quarantine Fatigue Sets In." Mm-hmm. And my concern is, is that yeah, we're reaching that fatigue spot just at the time the governor is saying, "Oh, you can go to restaurants," and we're sort of like over it. And I read this when this was first starting. I read an article, and it was like, "We're going to get tired of this." Just at the at that time, we're going to think, "Oh, we're out of the woods." And it's going to create this like horrible mess. And I just wanted to get make sure we get the word out again and again. Like this is not over. We need to hunker down and be stronger than ever. Stronger together, Atlanta. Um, I just saw an article about how people treat their groceries, and I've thought about this quite a bit. There's a scientist says that they treat their hands as potentially contaminated when handling groceries and unpacking them, and make sure that they wash their hands fully when they're done with that process, but says that we don't need to, like, wipe the outside of our groceries down. What I would say is, is if your hands are touching a box, you're, as you're unloading, like, say I bought a can of seltzer water, as I'm unloading that can of seltzer water with dirty hands, isn't the virus rubbing off onto the individual cans as I'm loading them into the fridge? And doesn't that create that kind of a snowball effect? You know, I don't don't worry that much. I think that what you need to do is wash your hands. I think we are overblowing, you know, the concern about groceries, et cetera. Uh, I would just say, you know, I take my groceries. I, I'm careful. I, you know, make sure that I, if I touch them, I put them in the refrigerator, I put them in the pantry. But I don't then touch my face, right? That, I think, is a challenge. We need to be sure that, that we pick up the groceries, we put them away, and we wash our hands. And emphasizing hand washing, hand washing, hand washing is what we need to tell people. I mean, at the end of the day, the most important thing you can do in this disease, and in many other diseases for that matter, 
you know, it's hand washing. If we can get people to wash their hands and to to be careful by doing that, I think we're going to make a lot of progress. Dr. Del Rio, with people going kind of overboard, I've noticed some behavior from our dear Tad here that (laughs) we are one of the few that get to come into the office still every day. There is a very small crew of us here, but Tad has gotten into the habit of holding his breath when people walk by him. (laughs) Can we just (laughs) all agree that he's taking things a little too far? Well, you know, I think think we're all... We're all doing strange things that 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 we didn't do in the past, but I think it's a, uh, you know, it's it's unnecessary to do it. But I can see, you know, I can see people saying, hmm, you know, I, I'm going to be walking by a other person. I better hold my breath. Again, you know, many places, and that's the reason why we are recommending people wear a mask when we go, they go in public, or for example, I'm, you know, I'm in our healthcare systems. We have recommended that people wear masks regardless of where they are whether they're seeing patients or not, just because we think that exactly you could be in an elevator with somebody, the person may be infected. You want to be sure that you are not, you know, picking up something there. Very quickly, I saw that you were had been looking forward to seeing the Atlanta Symphony Orchestra, and that sort of, you know, you're a scientist, you're a doctor, that sort of fits the mold. Can you tell us <laughs> something, like, do you watch Tiger King, something that makes you, like, that's that we would be surprised by? <laughs> Honey Boo Boo something? No, no, no. I, you know, Big Bang Theory, I like that. Well, <laughs> it's a science, yeah, it's a, it's science the show, norm too. Very, right, we'll follow up with this on Thursday <laughs> when we talk. Thank you, Dr. Del Rio. Appreciate it. Take care. Have a good day. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Tad and Drax are keeping you up to date with everything you need to know. It's Info to Go on B98.5. Sponsored by Breda Pest Management. They handle bugs. And they handle Crater 759 today going up to 78. What's going on, Kara? Is it about time for a little field trip? If you've been stuck inside and you've been looking for something fun and safe to do with the family, pack up the car and head over to Pettit Creek Farms in Cartersville. Typically, the 80-acre farm is filled with visitors getting up close and personal with all kinds of animals, but they've had to switch gears and are now doing drive-through tours. Now, Scott Allen is the owner, and he says that it was actually his daughter that helped come up with the idea. We don't let anybody get out of their car. Uh, The restrooms are closed. We pass out bags of feed. My daughter puts them on a barrel so she doesn't have to have any contact with them. They'll see the kangaroos. They'll see your normal stuff, your goats, your sheep, your pigs, your cows. Okay, mm-hmm. okay, okay, stop right there. Kangaroos. Kangaroos. I see camels, camels in this video. Giraffes. And I think this is Georgia's Joe Exotic. <laughs> oh and gosh. to prove my point, to prove my point, listen to the next clip of the news story. Okay, listen. And the farm even has a celebrity fan. Actor Dwayne The Rock Johnson came out last week with his family to check out the animals. Okay, Dwayne The Rock Johnson went out there just like Shaq and other celebrities oh, associated themselves gosh. with the tiger Well, farm. and I think we've all seen videos on YouTube of people driving through kind of those drive through zoos, and they've got the bucket of feed, and the ostrich, like, sticks his head into the window and pecks all the food, and people are freaked out, and they're like, drive, drive, drive. Right? Yeah, That's, I've been that. Like, African yeah. safari, I've been that. That's I've had nightmare. a zebra stick oh his head God. where it didn't go off. Yeah. You guys so, are the worst. I, at first, I was thinking about, like, we should talk to these. Maybe we should. I don't know. Up to you guys. But, like, we should talk to these guys. And then I was, like, seeing some of the animals. And I was like, this really could be, like, a Joe Exotic situation. And then 
I decided maybe I should back off because I'm like the Carol Baskins of like I'm trying. What am I going to be the one that shuts down this exotic animal farm? And next thing you know, I'm feeding my wife to it mm. like an emu or feeding one of us to it. Right. Yeah. I don't know what could happen. Let's back, if, off, let's back off this story. <laughs> geez. If you want to go <laughs> check out Pettit Creek Farms, it's actually a cool little spot. You got to make an appointment to comply with social distancing rules and to keep from having a rush of people go through there. So you got to go to their website, PettitCreekFarms.com. And I would like to announce the opening of Tad's Camel Sanctuary, <laughs> where oh I'm gosh. also charging $38 for you to drive through and check <laughs> but out But it's a sanctuary. But it's a sanctuary. Yeah. If you're just joining us, we were just talking about uh, Pettit Creek Farms. It's in Cartersville and how the ingenuity, the American spirit, people are pivoting. They're figuring out ways to stay in business and be open for business. Are they Lysoling the animals? Uh, oh, my gosh. Well, this uh, Pettit Creek Farms, what are they doing? They're doing like drive through Yeah, they it's used a, to do a walking tour and now they've turned it into a drive through tour. It's like a petting zoo, but now you can go feed the animals from the car. And I was going to reach out to them. And and I'm watching this, I'm looking at this news story, and I'm seeing, like, camels and zebras and kangaroos and stuff. And then I was like, hang on a second. Then I heard that the rock was there, and I was like, are we, is this a Tiger King situation? Like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> the whole thing with, the, like, the celebrities and everything? Yeah. And so uh, we've reached out to the owner, Scott Allen's on the phone with us right now. How are you? Great. How are you doing? I can't complain. You got a couple of minutes. Are you feeding? You don't feed the animals in the morning, right? Because you count on the people to feed them, don't you? We just kind of see what the people are doing with the feed and then do it, then feed accordingly. Don't you think you should pay us, considering that we're feeding, we're doing the farm work? <laughs> oh, it's the perfect... Am, am I on live radio? <laughs> <laughs> it's the perfect business model. It's like people that own an apple orchard. Like, how much should I pay you to work for you? <laughs> yeah. No, the, uh, the animals, uh, most of them, you know, they're all vegetarian, so they eat the, they eat the byproducts thereof and... So they kind of get the same feed for most of them. Now, the kangaroos, they can't have to eat the feed, and they got their happy hopper kangaroo food. And the giraffe, he's got his own kind of special diet for things he needs. And the reindeer, of course, they got their special diet. But <laughs> the the feed that people are throwing, it's kind of like a snack for them. So, right. you know, it's just, it's just like having the Krispy Kreme donuts like the <laughs> right side. <laughs> now, Scott, you just named what? Kangaroos, reindeer. Giraffe. Uh, we got to ask, where do all these animals come from? You get them from different people. Occasionally, DNR will call us and somebody's got one that doesn't have the permits for them. And they'll say, hey, have you got room for X, Y, and Z? I said, well, yes, I do or no, I don't. But most of them are purchased and uh, it's like, you know, we're a farm, and we just don't raise a lot of chickens. We raise uh, kangaroos, and we don't raise a whole lot of cattle. We raise some reindeer, you know, so, so it's a farm. It's a farm just like any other farm. Have you ever, I'm assuming, you saw Tiger King, right? I did, I did. I've actually seen Joe Exotic in person. He's a nut. That was my follow-up, is you have met him? You didn't really meet him. I just seen him, at, I seen him out at one of the uh, sales and stuff. And uh, it made good TV. He turn he turns it on and off like a light switch. I'm uh, sure. And, and you were jealous. <laughs> huh? You were jealous that they shot him well, and not you. Well, somebody said I was going to be make the next movie would be the rain, uh, Reindeer King. You know. 
reindeer king. I it doesn't love sound it. quite as dangerous. What about that Not guy? As, well, well, you know, you never seen the bulls in rut, so they uh, <laughs> can, can get pretty dicey. Do you know the guy in was it South Carolina that has like the multiple wives? Don Angelo. I don't, but he's my hero. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Anybody that keeps that many gals liking him at one time is, you know, he's got to be doing something right. Knowing him, seeing him from the show, that he has one gal interested is phenomenal. Yeah, right? Hey, uh, talk about how the logistics behind The Rock coming to see you guys. I can't imagine he calls up what he's got. People that call up and you got to shut the place down? The Rock, he came in and... Uh, I just, I said, I said, Mr. Johnson, I'd love to get a little PR something I can put on my Facebook to say that we're seeing you here. He says, get your camera out. Let's do this thing. Oh, wow. So I, so I got my camera out and all it was ad-libbed. It wouldn't, you know, just, we just, we just grabbed it and run with it. Is there, like any, with you. Is, there, <laughs> is there anything that you could say, like if somebody was listening and they're like, oh, he's got kangaroos, he's got camels, that's not right. If, like if Carol Baskins was was to call in and w- what would you say to somebody like that? Just because, I mean, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm, I not, I'm, not going, I'm not going to lunch with her. I can tell you that. <laughs> You'll be lunch. <laughs> You'll be lunch. <laughs> So all these animals adapt. People don't realize camels originally come from North America. All camels and cameloids, that's the camels, llamas, alpacas, vacunas, all come from just shy of the Arctic Circle in North America, if you know, 10,000 years ago. If people want to go to Pettit Creek and, and experience your uh, your petting zoo from uh, from the car, have a camel stick his head in your Driver side window. How do they get more information? You look at PettitCreekFarms.com. Uh, you can buy your tickets online right there. You can go to Pettit Creek Farms Facebook page. We're all over social media. Georgia Reindeer will get you back to the website. Uh, Camel Saddles for Sale will get you back. You know, does. You know, Basically, we, just, just go on your internet and type a bunch of random letters and it'll bring you. <laughs> We are here for all your needs. Scott, we're going to hold on to your number because I have a feeling we'll be yeah. calling you again. Hey, you, you got my number. Call me up. Come on up. We'll uh, we'll let you check out the zip lines. You'll be one of the first ones we throw off the top. I mean, that we push down. The, we'll let you go. I, I get what you're throwing down. I'm never coming near that place. Thanks for listening to the Tad and Drug Show podcast. Subscribe for automatic updates and listen live weekdays from 5 to 9 a.m. on B98.5. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.